Hello and welcome to the Mission City Podcast. In today's episode, our campus pastors discuss the topic of forgiveness. Now there's a lot that goes into this topic, so let's go ahead and pass it right along to Dave and Chuck. Hey, good morning, Chuck. Good to see you again. What's up, Dave? You doing all right? I'm doing good. I had a question for you. I thought about you last night because I took my son Caleb to go uh, get a burger last night. We ended up at Chester's. So wait, wait, wait. You were eating a burger, and you thought about me. Yeah, well, you know, we go eat burgers sometimes together. Yeah, and I do so, like a good uh, burger. I like to uh, unfortunately. I like to talk to guys who like to eat, and you and I like to eat. You know, some people, you know, they 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 eat to live, but some people live to eat. I I, I cannot I cannot agree with that anymore. <laughs> I'm a live to eat guy. I sorta. am a little bit of a live. I'm to planning eat. dinner while I'm eating lunch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can I can get on board with that. Some of you guys get that. But uh, anyway, so we went. We ended up at Chester's last night. A little disappointed last night. Usually Chester's comes through. Last night it's was, been a disappointment the last yeah. time I was there. Fries were good. I wasn't real happy. Fries were real good. But uh, sorry, Caleb had never sorry been. to Chester's. Yeah, sorry Chester. You got to get better. But when we ate there a few months ago, it was really really good. Yeah, and, must be uh, ownership. I told Caleb, I was like, hey man, you got to check check this burger out. So he's like, yeah, it was okay. So you and I and our wives went to dinner one night. Went to. Uh, Chris Madrid's. Chris Madrid's. That was tasty. That's good. Burger. Where's your burger? Where's your go-to burger place if you're in San Antonio and you have time? I'm not talking about the drive-through at the Golden Arches or the BK or any Wendy's, whatever. I'm, I mean a burger. Let's burger. take let's take fast food out of it. Let's take it off because Water Burger is a good it's a good burger. It's a good fast food burger. It's, it's a, a good great fast food. It's burger. a great fast food burger. It's better than In and Out. I just want to make sure I'm clear with that for all you. Anybody listening from California, or but uh, or from where? Arizona. Arizona. Do, is it too. in Arizona? Yeah, it's pretty big there. I don't know. I, we we went on a trip to California, and I ate a In and Out burger in California, and it was better than the one in Texas. Maybe this is just the I've heard that ambiance of I've being in California. I've heard that the ambiance. What I it's a big word. I don't know even if yeah. I know what that means. Yeah. But anyway, go to burger. In San Antonio, man, there's a there's a couple places that I have gone to that I thought were pretty good burgers. One is Biggs. I like Biggs burgers. There's a place that's not in San Antonio, but north of San Antonio is, used to, is called Beefy's on the Green. Okay. Out 281. I, I, I like the burger there. Okay. And, uh, man, I... How about Five Guys? I've had Five Guys. I'm more of a like Smash Burger. I like Five Guys better than Smash. Smash Burger, I think, is a little bit better than Five Guys. That's my opinion. But yeah, I'm, I, I like the Five Guys, and uh, but technically, it's almost fast food. Now, there's a place, guy. I wish I could remember the name of it in Austin. It was pretty good. It's a really good burger. But I wish I could remember. They get known more for their shakes, but I can't. I wish I could remember it. You're not talking about P. Terry's, are you? No, that's a fast food burger. There you go. There you go. That, that is. But it's pretty good. If you got it, is if you got to do fast, fast food, food, it's pretty good. As far as but, fast uh, food burgers go. But uh, uh, so today's topic. Segue into that awkwardly real quick. As you know, Pastor Matt's on a series right. called um, Where, Where to, to Next? Next. And it's sort of like Pastor Matt's taking us on a road trip to different places. And he's letting people send in questions. And he's answering questions people have. And obviously there's, there's hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Probably not the latter, but there's a bunch of them, and you obviously can't get to all of them. And so one of the things that have been asked is about forgiveness. 
And so we're going to try and tackle that a little bit today. That's a good tie-in because I have to ask for forgiveness for my body every time I eat one of those burgers, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have to apologize for my wife for how I look because it's different than 21 years ago um, because of all the burgers I eat. So, yes. yeah, I understand the forgiveness thing. Yeah. So when we're talking about forgiveness, I think the first thing that pops into my mind, for me – my background, and I've shared that with you before, is, is I, I didn't grow up in church and all those things. And so there was a lot of things I did that was really bad. I caused wreckage and, and you know, I just was in my, in my family and I just wasn't a good guy. I really had a hard time understanding the depth of how God could forgive somebody like me. And I know I talk to a lot of people and they have a hard time reconciling that. So when you have somebody that comes to you at your church, Chuck, it's your campus, and they're like, hey, you know, Pastor Chuck, I'm dealing with trying to be forgiven or or to forgive myself for for these things that I've done. What do you you go to with that? Well, number one, that's a tough, that's a tough deal. I, I think, you know, because we all come from different places. And you talk about coming from a really broken place, but we're all broken. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing that people need to understand is that they're all broken. And, you know, our level of brokenness really is not different. The types, the ways we're broken, I think are different. Right. But the le- our level of brokenness is it's the same. We're separated from God. Right. And because we're se- separated from God, we're broken. And so we're fallen. So... If God can forgive the most um, broken brokenness in us, like you think about Paul, Paul's brokenness as a admitted murderer of Christians, right. and God forgave him, and not only forgave him, used him right. to write a majority of the letters that are found in the New Testament. God used somebody that was completely broken. I think that that's a great starting place to to talk to someone and say, hey, look, you think you're broken. Well, you're you're no more broken than Paul who said, I'm chief of the sinners. Right, absolutely. Well, and and for me, I remember – just this overwhelming guilt. And, and when I came to the Lord and I, and I said, I need you, I need you, um, I did, wasn't thinking in that moment about him forgiving me. But then as it weighed on, or I would see somebody that I had wronged and I knew I had to somehow apologize for it or whatever, then the Satan would whisper in my ear how bad I was. And yeah. somebody shared with me 1 John 1, 9, which says, if we confess our sins, he, talking about Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from any and all unrighteousness. unrighteousness. Right. And I know for me that was, that was like a hard thing to understand. But I heard, a, I heard a pastor, and I don't even remember who it was. It might have been my pastor, Dr. Graham, or, or uh, somebody else. But I remember them saying that Jesus was a better Savior than you are as a sinner. And 
I remember thinking, yes, that's, that's so true. And I thought about the Apostle Paul that when he was Saul was a murderer and looked upon approvingly of Stephen, the first martyr, and there in uh, Acts chapter, I believe it's 7. And, and then the thief on the cross that at the very last moment of his yeah. life, you know, it wasn't like he even had a time to really think. He just said, Lord, will you remember me when you get to your paradise? And here was this thief, and Jesus said to him, you know, this very day, you will be with me, and I and I and reconciling those things really helped me when I discovered that verse. Right, and I'm I know that when I minister to people who are, are in those situations, those are great go to great. But it, the problem is, is I can say it all day long. It only comes through that own acceptance of uh, of who right. what Christ has done in your life. So. Uh, forgiveness is a is not an easy thing to do. It's definitely not an easy thing to do for your own self. I think we are our own worst critic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know I am. I I'm, and I think that you know Satan uses yeah. our past against us, um, but we use our past against us. I don't I don't know. If it's always Satan. It's us. It's our yeah. it's our brokenness that we like to do that. I think we yeah. like a little bit of misery sometimes in our in our lives as well. Yeah. You know, and, I, and for me, after, keep, after I just kept going back in my mind and in my heart and remembering the, the wreckage that I caused and, and, and just thinking about it all the time and just this overriding guilt, um, I was going through discipleship with somebody, and they said, well, do this. Make a list of all the th- things that you did that was wrong and who you wronged and confess those things to God. So, man, I had pages. I mean, because remember, I came from this place. of So I did. I made out this list, and then they said, exit out, write 1 John 1, 9 over it, and he said, just tear it up and throw it away. So that's what I did. I wrote them all down. I wrote 1 John 1, 9. I, you know, I confessed them to the Lord. I asked him for forgiveness, which confession means I was agreeing with God that they were all wrong. I scratched it all out. It, it didn't scratch the itch, so I tore it up. It didn't scratch the itch, so I burned it in our fireplace. Uh. It felt a little bit better. Then I flushed the ashes down the toilet. <laughs> and, and what I was trying to do in my heart and my mind was separate from myself. Where the psalmist says, your sin is as far as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. So there you go, you know. So that was awesome for me in that moment to feel free of that. And I was able to forgive myself. And, and so that transitioned into... Okay, understanding the depth of God's forgiveness for me helps me too if somebody's wronged me when I try and forgive them because we're, we are tasked with forgiving others as Christ forgave us. And so I know all of us have had situations in our life where somebody really hurt us, and sometimes we carry that around like, oh, a, like yeah. a real heavy backpack. And, and so how do you deal with that sort of getting rid of the bitterness and the anger when you did nothing wrong, or, or in your, at least in your, in your own, in our own mind, mind, we didn't right? do anything wrong. How do you deal with, with bitterness when it comes to somebody that's wronged you? Well, I know that I've, I've experienced exactly what you're talking about. I think if you coach or teach or in, in leadership <clears throat> for any period of time, you're going to have um, – situations or, or or being in play in a place where someone's gonna really gonna hurt right. and, well that's and, why it's great being a pastor because nobody ever criticizes yeah, wow. you a protection you know that's they great. all love you for everything there's yeah you know, there's... yeah <laughs> i have not yet experienced that in 
in the short time that I've been a pastor yet. I'm, I'm sure it'll come at some point. But no, as a coach, you know, we had, Cheryl and I had a, had a situation where we felt like we were super attacked and, and, and we, were, we were wronged and it was an attempt to sort of take take my livelihood from me as a coach and uh, like to get you fired from your job trying to or get something. me fired yeah. because of some thing that maybe I made a decision that uh, that they felt like I adversely affected you didn't play son. my little angel I didn't and play their I didn't gotcha. play their child or or whatever gotcha. and that happens and uh, but they really went hard after us tried to get us fired tried to get me fired tried to affect our livelihood and in and, and for a long time, there was a lot of anger and a lot of uh, a lot of unforgiveness and bitterness. I think is the word really that I'm <clears throat> inclined to use because it was bitterness, and it's it's that unforgiveness that really seethes deep in you, and you it it just surfaces at really really bad times. And so, when Cheryl and I were going through that, we noticed that our lives were always felt uneven they all it always felt out of balance there always felt this there was just undercurrent of of anger undercurrent of just disappointment and and so we struggled with that for a good while but it wasn't until we really began to dive into what god had to say we look at you know at the at the at the parable of the you know unforgiving servant and begin to say, you know, we we were forgiven a huge debt, right, 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 a, a debt that we could not pay, right. cannot pay ever, and we walked away free from that. And then we, as we thought about this family, we were still harboring this unforgiveness, like we felt like we needed to be in the right and made right and made whole through some sort of apology or some sort of. Thing yeah. I, I don't even know how we would describe it, but the more we began to dive into what what God says in His Word about forgiving people and relinquishing a right to to feel I need to get even, yeah, yeah, that's I think that was a big part of it. You know, God, in Romans twelve nine it says, "Don't try to get even. Let let God right. take right. His revenge, or or and, and let leave it up to God. He'll take care of it because He has a He has a true justice." In, yeah, absolutely. In, 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 in how he deals with brokenness and unrighteousness and right. injustice. So relinquishing that, 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 that right to get even, not responding to the evil with evil, right. but with good. And, and when we do that, we hurt, heap burning coals. Yeah. And, I don't, and I don't want that to be the, the, right, right. the That's end not the reason goal, that you do but it, right. we, we definitely wanted to, to not answer evil with evil. Um, and carry and then, that bitterness and that right, anger. It's right, such right. a weight. Absolutely. You know? And so, and then I think it just ultimately results in the fact that God forgave us. He calls, it's, we're, a, we're commanded right. to give, not just seven times, as it talks about in right. the, but 70 times. Yeah, it's, seven. The, it's sort of that infinite. infinite. Well, you know, you think about it, yes. most Hollywood blockbusters. One, or not, I want to say most, but a good majority of a movie that we all like to see is a revenge movie. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like this guy got revenge or whatever. And then, then you look at how Jesus handled 
his, his crucifixion. He could have called on the angels to, to come down and, and do whatever. He could have just spoke a word. And, yeah. But he didn't. And, and over and over, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so when I think about each time of that, it wasn't just – he wasn't saying, Father, forgive them for nailing in the, the – He's talking you about know, us. Yeah, he's talking about us and how right. we had wronged and how he had to, you know, cry out, you know, and, and gave that for our forgiveness. And it's like when you think about it, it almost makes our – ours don't look quite so bad. You know, it's like, well, maybe what was right. done to me wasn't quite so bad. I didn't have anybody – forced me to carry a cross, you know, up this, you know, big embankment. And I didn't, you know, whip me with the cat of nine tails for a long period of time or any of those things. Most, when we compare it to that, you know, but I I know I hear that a lot from people that a lot of times the reason that they're out of church or they stop going is because they got hurt. Mm -hmm. And and so we see a lot of people that, that come to Mission City from another church. Maybe they've been out of church for a couple of years. And, and one of the things my initial fleshly side jumps to when somebody you know, claims, well, I don't go to church because I've been hurt. It's like, okay, we were talking about where to eat earlier. You know, we've all had bad experiences. I guarantee you within a month, I'm going to be back at a Chester's Hamburgers. There's, oh. there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I'll it, go back to Chester. And if I, let's say if it was if it was so horrendous, I don't go back to Chester's, but I'm definitely going to go to Five Guys or Whataburger or wherever. I'm not so angry about what happened that I that I'm never going to have another burger again. But that's what a lot of people do with church. They're like, well, this church hurt me over here, and so now I'm never going to go to church again. Yeah. But I guarantee you, they've all had a bad experience in a restaurant or saw a movie that wasn't good, but they still went to the movies again. They still ate somewhere right. else. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like we put this level, and I, and I know somebody told me one time, there ain't no hurt like church hurt. And I get that. I've been hurt. And, and it was it took a while to get over. Right. And so, but it was through prayer, through the reading of God's word, through understanding the depth of God's forgiveness to me that got me to that place where I was able to forgive. Right. And I think a lot of people don't realize, and, and I, I, I think that God uses those things like a, like a church hurt or a, 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 a bad situation in order yeah. to work in our lives and maybe to push us in a direction. I love Romans 8.28 says, we know that in all things, yeah. God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. We've been called according to his purpose. Right. We are in him. So he sometimes needs to move us. Yeah. And he needs to have something, allow something to happen so that we are in the right place yeah, and depend him. on him. Absolutely. So, I think sometimes we depend so much on a pastor or a life group leader or a deacon or an elder, and we put them up on this pedestal, and then they're going to let us down because all of us as humans let people down um, every now and then. And then they use that sort of as this, you know, instead of putting, you know, I tell people all the time, instead of putting me or, or you or Pastor Matt on, on a pedestal, um, put us up on your prayer shelf and pray for us rather than put us on a pedestal. Because if you're counting on us to fulfill any needs, you're going you're gonna to find yourself in, in, in some really, uh, you know, a tough place pretty soon because I am probably going to let you down. Well, not on purpose. It's just human nature. I'm going to be late. I'm going to forget. I'm going to get busy, whatever it might be. But the good thing about God is, remember the thief on the cross. Will you remember me when you get to paradise? Right. Hey, you're already in my mind right now. You're going to be with me. Right. Right. 
I'm definitely going to let you. I let you down today. I was 20 minutes late to a meeting this morning. Right? And then you left your keys in the car. I, I wasn't going to bring that up. Yeah. Well, that happens. Yeah. So, you know, I just think about if if you're – if you're at home and you're you're wrestling with bitterness or you're wrestling even with your own um, forgiveness, think about what it means to truly. Number one, you need to repent. You need to repent and know that that uh, that God's got this in an, under control. This that harboring bitterness, even with your own sin, it, it's it, that's a sin issue. You need to repent of that. And if you feel hurt, if you feel like you've been hurt, repentance is the place to start. Repent, don't you agree that that's where you really got to go and you got to repent of that that bitterness that you're holding within because it's Absolutely. really we're, we're going to be held accountable for our own yeah own actions now yeah. i'm not accountable for dave for you that's right i'm accountable for how we respond right. how, how we absolutely. live with that so and so absolutely, I think that ha- where it has to start, where we have to fall down on our face before the Lord and say, first of all, Lord, I, I confess this sin of bitterness and this anger and how I lay awake and plot revenge and all those things. I just want to lay those at your feet. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing, too, is sometimes you got to do it more than once. I mean, it's not like a one and done. Okay, I prayed that. Now I've completely forgiven. No. Because eventually you're going to run into that individual. Somebody's going to remind you of that individual. You carry that with you. There's times when I've been so hurt that I literally a couple times a day had to get on my face before the Lord and say, I need your help with this forgiveness. Right. I need you to walk me through this. And, I, and I'm, you know, I was just looking up uh, the, the name of a book that I read that really, really helped me with my forgiveness was called A Tale of Three Kings that tells the story of Saul, David, and Absalom. And it is a phenomenal story, and so I would recommend that. It was recommended to me by a pastor friend when I was really hurt by somebody, and I actually led a church through a Bible study of the Tale of Three Kings because they had been hurt by a former pastor of theirs. And so it was this reading of this book coupled with the power of the Holy Spirit and a desire, and we all repented together as a Mm -hmm. church with the people that had wronged me, with the man that had wronged them, and we came together in prayer, and God did some amazing things in that church. Maybe we can link that. Uh, to our to this podcast, yeah, so absolutely. But that was just them. a phenomenal, and and for you to talk about a, a hands on story of how you and Cheryl, because right. that was your how you pay your bills, how you feed your family. Right. You can't help but take that kind of thing personal. But right. through the power of God's word in His Holy Spirit and your desire to be obedient, you're able to lay that at the Master's feet. Right. And so when you're trying to restore. After forgiveness, I think restoration is 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 the key. Whether whether you ever get to fully rest, restore that relationship, because let's just be honest, some relationships are unrestorable. Yeah. That doesn't mean we have to to uh, it's it's always going to be right again. But we should work towards restitution. We should always work towards rebuilding trust. Sure. Um, not only not only in 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 the in the relationship, but our trust in in God. Right. That he is faithful. He's faithful to forgive us. He has provided that 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 safety. I guess you could say it in in him that we can rest in him, knowing that that he want, he's the one that wants to heal us. He wants to want, He's the one that wants to bring us back into relationship and forgive our sins and and, and lead us into out Absolutely. of bitterness. He wants us to live in freedom and. And, you know, one of the things I talked about getting clean and sober was freeing, but also, too, letting go to bitterness. That was even more freeing because that was a constant weight on me. And so when I was able to get on my face before the Lord, 
and, and confess my anger and confess my bitterness and ask him to help me let go of those things, again, several times, I was able to, to walk away so free in that. And so I'm glad that we were able to, to, to share those things with people today right. because that is definitely something that people I know struggle with. Right. So if at home, if you're really struggling, one, I think number one is you got to go to God. Go to God's Word. Uh, spend time um, with Him. Pray, repent of your own bitterness, your own lack of forgiveness, whether it's yourself or whether it's with someone else. Um, and then work to make peace. you got to work to make peace in your own heart. Work to restore uh, that relationship rightly. Number one, with, with, with Jesus. Uh, that's number one. But ultimately, I think, ultimately, at the end, also with that person, if you can. Amen. And don't forget, Jesus is a better Savior than you are as a sinner. So you can be forgiven, you are forgiven, and Jesus loves you. All right. Hey, great talk to you, Dave. It was. It's time to get a burger. Uh, let's go. <laughs> right. Love you, man. Love you, Till next time. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Mission City Podcast. If you like this podcast, then there are a number of ways that you can help support us. You could always share this with a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button. And if you're listening then you can leave a review on any podcast app of your choice. All of these help us reach more people with the gospel. So thank you so much for supporting us. And we will see you in the next episode.